0: is The Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you're a fan at all of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, the UFC series... You are familiar with the gentleman that's going to be on our show right now. His name is Bruce bruffer He is the voice of the UFC. He's got a brand new book out. We'll talk about that and a whole bunch of other things. Bruce, are you there? Hi. Hi, Nick. How are you? I am excellent, man. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in. We certainly appreciate it, dude. My pleasure. My pleasure. You know, uh, we, we always ask this of, of people that, that come on the show and uh, and have a book. When, when, when did you decide it was time to finally put pencil to paper and put together It's Time?
1: Well, you know, I've been in the octagon for 17 years announcing some Close to 3,000 fights, aside from the 100 other events I've done and everything else I've experienced in sports and entertainment. And it's been a real honorable road and a, and a very humbling one because I'm very, uh, every day I feel lucky to have this amazing position that I have with the UFC. But it was two years ago that I blew my ACL. I actually blew my knee announcing George St. Pierre in the octagon in front of 55,000 people. And I strapped my knee up with a special brace made by the, a company that makes Paralympians braces for those running uh, devices they use. And I muscled up for three months because I had a UFC almost every week. Plus, I was making a movie for 10 days. And I wasn't about to give up something where I'd only miss one show in 16 years. I had a four-week window to get better when they operated on me. um, The same guy that did Tom Brady's knee for the New England Patriots. I was sitting there recuperating going everything I've done in my life. And I thought, you know, I may never be able to announce the same way again because I'm a very physical announcer when I announce. And I thought maybe now it's time that I go ahead and tell my story because I didn't know what my future held. So I decided to write the book at that point. It's been a very passionate uh, writing experience for the last year and a half, and it just got released two weeks ago to Rape Reviews.
0: I'm very excited. Bruce, Big J here. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. The book is great, too, because you know, you're know you more than just an announcer. You've been living this MMA lifestyle for a very long time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, even to the point where my uh, 1991, two years before the UFC came out, I've been in martial arts since I was 12, and I, I achieved a secondary black belt in Tonks to and I went on to kickboxing and such. Which I love because I love fighting for real. And in '91, I happened to have a sparring experience with a young, skinny Brazilian kid at his dojo in Torrance, California, who uh, took me in a room and asked me to come at him bare knuckled and take his head off. And within 30 seconds, he's choking me out on the floor in a way that I'd never experienced in a fight before. And, and that kid's name was Hoyce Gracie, and uh, that was my first experience meeting him. And he had a great comment after he was told me to tap as I'm as I'm knocking myself out. <laughs> And he said, listen, isn't it nice not to get hit in the face? And I thought, wow, this guy's got a really good attitude towards fighting, you know? <laughs> and, and then in the, and then UFC 1 came along, and he's got his hands on the shoulders of his family running out. And I turned to my family while I'm watching the paper, and I said, these poor mofos have no idea what this... This kid's going to do to him? And this was back in the old style versus style days, and we know what happened from that point
0: forward. You know, as somebody that, that is so up close and personal to the action on a pay-per-view by pay-per-view basis, what, what is it about the UFC? Is it the personality? Is it the the physical specimens that we see that has kind of made this thing so popular over the course of the last couple of years?
1: Well, it's all of the above, but it's so much more. I mean, uh, when Dana White and the Fertitta brothers came in in 2001, they were the saviors of the sport with their business acumen and Maverick style and the money that they had to put in. They took us to the top of the mountain as far as visibility, but what's you know, what the big thing is that these athletes, as well as Dana, myself and other key people in the UFC, are very approachable. You you know, the I love all sports, but NBA players, you can't exactly walk up to LeBron James sitting in a restaurant and have a conversation like you could if John Jones was standing there. And no offense to LeBron, he's a great guy, but it's like the approachability of these fighters and the, the distinct and collective selection of interesting personalities because they're so, you know, they're educated. They're Olympians in many cases. Um, they come from amazing martial arts backgrounds, which teaches blood, honor, and respect. And the fact that you have 40 weapons coming at you instead of just two in the markets of Queensbury rules of boxing, and I love boxing, guys. I'm not saying they're negative. They're apples and oranges, two different sports, fighting-wise. But it's, it's just taken a hold now to where 70s get the statistic. 76% of all American males, 18 and 34, are fans of the UFC not that amazing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, very much so, man. It's, it's, it's not from spectacle to sport. It's just a phenomenon. What's uh, what's Dana White like as a boss, as somebody that you work with on a day-to-day basis? Is he as intense as he comes off in, like, uh, interviews and press conferences?
1: Oh, yeah, he is. You know, he's a very intense guy. You know, I can be intense, too. I, I, I respect Dana's whole uh, maverick, like I said, maverick business acumen and, lo- and demeanor and his passionate approach and focus he had, which he's had since day one when he first took over. And I'm a very uh, passionate yet teammate player, right? So when I realized his passion along with the Fertita's passions, I hitched my wagon to them. And if you're loyal, and you do and work as a teammate, and we are a very well-oiled machine, he's great to work for, and you know, he's very loyal to you too. It's a, it's an amazing experience, it really is.
0: You know, I, I, is, is pipes just something that runs in your family?
1: My dad had, Michael, my brother, he's he always said my dad had the best pipes of all of us. <laughs> my dad was a Marine drill instructor, served in World War II in Korea, uh, was a Sergeant of the Brig in Pendleton, and that's where he trained. He always said, when, when you walk into a room, you act like you own it, right? Or I'd talk and he'd say, project, project. <laughs> I think he was teaching me public speaking when I was a kid, because <laughs> he always said that the first intimidation thing he had is you know, facing the big warriors he taught in the Marines, many of which could, you know, kick his butt is the, you're his voice. That you know, was the first thing to be able to control these individuals with. So he was very big on voice control.
0: I know uh, the fact that, that you and your brother kind of do a lot of these things is a source of pride for you. Uh, but, you know, what, what in your mind makes a good announcer when you have to do something like that? Is it commanding attention? Is it just, you know, having the kind of style that you guys have?
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is that Michael and I are long-lost half-brothers. I saw him on TV in the late 80s, saw my name, flashed across the screen thought, what the heck is this? Long story cut short, I saw it out and found out that my dad had, had a child during World War II. He never told me about it. so Michael and I never grew up together. I wound up managing Michael's uh, career and, and uh, becoming his partner and selling two businesses to do so around 94. And I thought to myself, I want to be an announcer, but I never want to copy Michael. I, wanted, I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra Jr. And when I tell everybody announcer-wise that writes me, Because they were copying Michael and still do, because he's the iconic legendary announcer. Now I notice they're copying my physical style or my own passionate way of the way I say I say it's not about what I say, it's how I say it. So my whole thing is based on passion, physicality, uh, appreciation for the Warriors I'm announcing, and getting in there and just... It's so many words putting on a show. You know, it's a different thing. I just had to find my own style, and I never rehearse. So you figure if I've announced 2,500-plus UFC fights, not counting thousand others I've announced, every time I step into a ring or a cage, in the past that's been my rehearsal, that's me developing my style, as it would be for anybody that wants to take that role in announcing out there but you've got to develop your own style you never would achieve individuality, distinction or in many cases if it's possible at all, any kind of greatness or, or one great night, it has to be your own style.
0: Well, speaking of style man, you gotta look sexy out there on the Octagon, about how many suits do you own, Bruce? <laughs>
1: I think I've got about twenty in the in the closet right now, which I'll say that eight are on rotation. Um, I have them handmade because uh, I'll go to one knee, or as you guys probably heard, I jumped in the air and spun three sixty degrees, and uh, I have a tendency to turn and you know just follow whatever happens. I don't know what I'm gonna do till I do it. So my tailor sometimes fits me a couple times because I have to have the ability to move in these tuxes, so I make them extremely comfortable get the best fabric I can so I'm not walking out there and splitting my pants, which did happen one night, actually.
0: (laughs) Well, I tell you what, man, you are good at what you do, and you look good doing it. The book is called It's Time, my 360 view of the UFC. Uh, Bruce Buffer, I know it's available at all the bookstores, Amazon.com. Do you have a website as well you want people to check out?
1: Yeah, please check out BufferZone.net. You can get my podcast there. I have a lot of great fighters and movie stars and celebrities on. And just follow me on Twitter, at Bruce Buffer, because I have giveaways and I can announce special things happening with USC.
0: I love it, man. Thank you for the time, Bruce. We appreciate it, man. You take care.
1: Gentlemen, thank you, too. All the best.